0: Josh Bertucini joining us, the voice of that part of the country.
1: I've been waiting
2: a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out
0: there
1: and die for and play every game like it's my last.
2: It's time for The Real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at The Real NWA JP.
3: Okay, all right, because it's all about the little things.
1: Streaming
2: live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at the
1: You were man on fire last night on
2: the post game. Yeah? Your boy is back. And back! This is Prime Time Television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Berticini.
3: Baby, let's do it. Great to be with you as we talk some sports on the digital radio with you, the people. Five minutes past seven o'clock, getting after it bright and early today. Hope you're doing well. Temperatures headed for a high in the middle 50s. We climbed up right on the doorstep of 50 yesterday, and a soggy day indeed. Gonna be rainy off on, I think, throughout today, according to this weather forecast of ours. But into the 50s, we go. And it looks like next week we might be knocking on the door of 60. So I'm not saying that Punxsutawney Phil is going to see his shadow coming up next week. And I'm not saying he's not, but the good money right now is on an early spring. I think it's coming. That's the optimistic place we're going to start this show out here today. And then there's basketball tonight. Less optimistic, but man, we've got a fascinating basketball game in Oxford between Arkansas and Mississippi this evening. Oh, baby. Anytime you've got a chance to see two coaches like Eric Musselman and Chris Beard get together, it is worth the price of admission on your TV, on your radio, or if you happen to be there in person. This is going to be a good matchup between two guys who like to get after each other. A classic matchup in the NCAA tournament a couple years ago. Remember that one? In the Sweet 16, you had Muss and Beard and, and two very talented defensive teams going at each other. Uh, Arkansas not playing great defense right now. Just not having its issues on that end of the floor and really on the offensive end too. But tonight at 8 o'clock, I mean, it's all on the line, baby. Hogs are 1-4 in the SEC. If you lose this one tonight, which you very possibly will, you will fall to one in five in the league, and you've got Kentucky coming to town on Saturday at five o'clock. This is a Kentucky Wildcats team that is talented, that has just added a seven foot two player. You know, Eric Musselman adding Keon Mettafield. You just add players during the season now. Well, I guess you can. Eric Musselman adding Keon Mettafield. John Calipari says, "You know what." I see what you're doing and I'll raise you. I'll raise you a seven foot two inch center. They call him the big Z. I I thought he played for the Cavs, the guy with the the glass feet all those years ago. Zydrunas Ilgoskis back in college basketball. Not, Not that big Z, but a different one for Kentucky. And geez, if the Hogs don't get a little momentum tonight, You could have all, you could have the game day crew, you could have, you know, all the national networks, you could have the Associated Press and and Reuters and NBC and ABC, all of them in the house. And you know what? It still wouldn't matter. You're going to get body slammed by Kentucky if you don't do something here tonight against Ole Miss. I think there's absolutely a carryover factor that is going on right now. So, Paul at the last stand? I mean, visions of the Alamo, in a way, running through my head here. You're cut off from the supply lines. You've got nowhere else to turn. Either you're going to fight your way out of this thing, come hell or high water, or you're going down with the ship. You're going down with the crew. And and maybe that's where this team's true journey is going to end up, is, is just swinging and missing. I've gotten a lot of that out of y'all. I, I respect the honesty that you've approached this conversation with over the last month as we have watched this basketball team just fritter away seemingly any chance of having a big season. But that's part of the sports talk conversation. Whether they're good or they're bad. I don't coach the games. I don't play the games, but I talk about them with you. And so all we can do is all we can do is continue to make some sense of it and try to hold on to whatever hope we have because hope is the last to die, of course. If Arkansas cannot win this game tonight, If the Hogs do not make some kind of a season-saving stand against a Mississippi team that, frankly, is not that good. I mean, Beard is coaching them up. He's got some transfers in there. But the last couple of times out, it's not been pretty. And I think now that we're into SEC play, the cream going to rise to the top of the cup of coffee. And I don't think Ole Miss is a part of that cream. However, Arkansas most definitely... Not part of that cream laden cup of coffee either. You can put all the sugar you want in there. You can put all the uh, the milk. You can put whatever you want. You can foam it up, take a half decaf, half full, triple latte, hold the latte and add the espresso. Like, what are some of these orders? Um, just a little PTSD from my time at the, the good old Starbucks once upon a time, 25, 30 years ago. Um, I did really, really well in that line of work. Do you believe me on that? The cream rises to the top. Arkansas is not one of the best teams in SEC hoops this year, but I still think they are better than they are showing. And one of the issues they have is that Eric Musselman has has seemingly lost his patience. His tolerance threshold for the struggles of this team seems rather low right now. Um, anytime somebody makes a mistake, he's you know he's like uh, Jim Beheimer. Coach K, Bob Knight, even, at their worst, when they would just grab players off the bench, literally grab them, and throw them into the game. And if it was his son, remember that with Bob Knight? Then you were getting smacked on national television. That was a different kind of world that we were living in then. I'm not saying Eric Musselman was going to start, you know, swinging at his assistant coaches, but he sure looks like he wants to take a swing at somebody right now. I wonder when he looks in the mirror, whether that's is himself. Does he think back about his recruiting? Does he think back? I might even name names right now about this guy or that guy, and and say to himself, "Man, I I missed. I was I was wrong. I'm some kind of basketball genius, but you know what? Even the geniuses get stuff wrong too. You don't get them all right. Can't because you're a person. Uh, there were misfires in recruiting." I think we're at the point now, the only solution for this thing is you can't change the way guys necessarily play and operate, but you can change the way you treat them and deal with them. Absolutely. So what's under your control? What can you do if you're Eric muscleman? I think we need a complete reset, y'all. Let's take this thing back to the top. Let's start it up again. Thinking of the Rolling Stones coming back in the early 80s. What was that the Tattoo You album? It's a decent album. Definitely skippable tracks on there, but some bangers too. That's the waiting on a friend album too, right? Yeah. But if you start me up, I'll never stop. So this team right now needs to find a way to restart itself and make a run and not stop, not look back, not come up with reasons like we've been doing on this show the last few weeks, why it's not working enough with the reasons enough for running. I get it. You're not very good. Understood. You've made your point. Arkansas. You're not very good. But that doesn't change anything. And so now you have a choice. You can either continue to get bullied and ripped up by the Southeastern Conference. Sink to the bottom of the conference ocean and lose some of the momentum, seemingly, that you had generated with your successful runs here the last couple of years. Or, or you got a hold of yourself. You take a long look in the mirror. You say enough's enough. I'm tired of stinking. I'm tired of losing. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to win a basketball game. You don't make the NCAA tournament one game. You don't go in and get to the Elite Eight in one game. But it's one game. And that's what it comes down to in sports is breaking it into individual contests and doing the best that you can. And you need some kind of last stand here tonight. I wish it wasn't a last stand. I wish, you know, at the end of January, I wish it was the end of February if Arkansas was literally letting go of the rope. But... Here we are into January, and we're in some dire straits right now. We know that. We talked a lot about it the last couple weeks. Doesn't mean it's over yet. 8 o'clock tonight, Arkansas and Mississippi. From the Pat and John Black Family Pavilion in Oxford. Man, do the Razorbacks need some kind of a good performance tonight. You almost feel like they're due for one. It's been going so poorly here of late. You almost feel like they're two for one. We'll see what happens as Arkansas gets after it. ESPNU for the TV coverage tonight. And our question of the day is up for you now as well. What are you thinking this evening? Is Arkansas on the verge of a season saver? Or maybe they just let it all slip away like they've been doing here of late. And then there's that kind of like the Texas A&M game last week. There's that possibility of a toss-up nail-biter that goes down to the wire, and it's hanging in the balance, and it just goes one way or the other on the last sequence of the game. I could almost live with that right now, but Arkansas really has no margin for error. A win gets you to 2-4, and gives you a little bit more of a heartbeat in your chest as you get ready for Kentucky on Saturday night. Would actually get a little buzz going into that game because you'd have the fans believing that you you know, had saved the season or at least attempted to on the road in Oxford. So this could get a little juice going. I'm not saying it fixes what's been going on with this basketball team, but a win tonight gets a little juice going. Like I said a moment ago, gets that heartbeat thumping in your chest again. And I think obviously there's a, there's a carryover factor here. If you win this game, you're going to go into the Kentucky game. I don't know if swagger's the right word, but with a little uh, giddy up, right? A little extra energy. In your pace of play and your and your step and your stride and all the rest of it. You lose tonight as we had to break here. Again, the real NWAJB. Morning show a choice for you, the people, as we make it happen. Bunker Studio, Team B Media. Really appreciate you fine, folks, finding us here live in the morning. Or if you're listening back later on, good for you. That's the way of mass media these days. I understand. You want to listen back later this morning, lunch break, on the way home, you do what you gotta do. But here tonight. If you don't show up in this game and you get beat and possibly rolled by an Ole Miss Rebel team that does so many different little things, right? They're not a great team. They don't shoot a very high volume, much like Arkansas, but they're following Chris Beard's philosophy of let's focus on the things that we can control. And hey, it's been enough to be semi-relevant. They started the year 14 and 0. Don't think they're a great Ole Miss team. Not at all. Arkansas should be able to win this one just from a matchup and talent st- standpoint alone, but then there's that whole strategy and coaching and care factor. A lot of things that right now with Arkansas are very much up in the air and to be questioned. If you lose tonight, you might as well just mail it in on Saturday night, and they probably will. You know, you go down to Ole Miss tonight, you get thumped. You might as well not even bother with a game against Kentucky on Saturday. Hype people up, get them excited. For who? For what? To watch them get body slammed by John Calipari and the Wildcats, I don't know if that's going to do it for people. So get a little buzz going. Get yourself some positive vibes. Play a good basketball game tonight. Is that asking too much? Maybe it is. Eric Musselman, frustrated as he is with the struggles of his team, that's not good enough to just be frustrated and to just throw it away. You got to find a way to reconnect the pieces here. To get the wiring, to get the electricity going again. Because right now, we all well know, anybody with half a brain well knows watching this team, uh, it's gone out. They're not playing with any high-functioning energy right now at all. It is time to take quick timeout. Appreciate every last one of you finding the show. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe. The Real NWAJB. You slide into some of those different platforms for the podcast. If you can't find it there, just let us know and we'll get it up there. And your boy, Josh Bertaccini in the Bunker Studio. we got a lot going on today. Conference championships coming up. Vinny Iron, 20 minutes. Tremendous NFL scribe for 20 plus years for the sporting news. We'll talk with Vinny about the games coming up this weekend. Your thoughts on the phones, the texts, the tweets, you name it. JB here, you there. Good to have you on board as we barrel through a midweek edition of uh, the real NWAJB. We're coming right back. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas' go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, course cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229.
2: Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479 769 1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville, for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With a scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall, full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com.
3: Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late, the motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art, and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year, and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done. With Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49. Online, olsonclinic.com
2: builders direct lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs they buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight passing the savings on to you the customer from a small office space to a large warehouse indoor or outdoor we do it all yes we can even light your pickleball court for more info visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461
3: you got an internet connection right the quality is strong through podbean through youtube through our website the realnwab.com and then of course out through the podcast universe baby wow so many different ways to listen to this show i'm looking at the clicks and numbers here and you guys keep this thing going up and up we are growing by leaps and bounds my friends Over five months in the can, I'm looking back at some of these numbers, over 80,000 listeners already. That's, you know, that's not a ton, but it's not nothing either. And so every day, continuing to get the word out about where the new digs are. Uh, It's not hard these days. You evolve or you go extinct, right? You find the new deal and you press on that click now and this click and that, or you don't find it at all. I know some people just still don't even know there's an internet. Like, what do you mean? It's the dot coms? Okay. I can't explain the internet to you. I can't do it. I remember when we started the show back in, uh, what, the end, middle end of August, and, and some folks early on pushing back a little bit. I don't know if my grandfather, I remember our guy Derek, I don't know if my grandfather is going to be able to find it. He's 87. He loves, you know, pressing one button, and you're right there on the local radio. He might not be able to cross over and, and find the show anymore. And I was like, you know, no offense to Grandpa Dwayne, but he's 87. And you know what? Eventually he's going to die. You know what? Eventually we're all going to die. So if you're just stuck in your ways and you can't adapt or evolve or be creative, you still haven't figured out MP3s or, you know, any of that stuff. MP3s. Are we going back 20, 25 years now? Some people haven't even gotten there. And that's what it's all about in this life. Do you have the flexibility and the creative streak, right? The resilience to absorb change. And find different things. And if you do, man, life is a heck of a thing. You have got the world at your fingertips, my friends. So, headlines. Arkansas Razorback basketball. I mean, it's crisis time. It's crisis time. Eric Musselman, year five. I guess the first big crisis was COVID and all that in year one. I still think that was most likely an NCAA tournament team. But I digress. Nobody got to play in the tournament that year. The Mason Jones Isaiah Joe crew. One thing that team had, and it was not size, because Adriel Bailey was its center at six foot four. But one of the things that it had was fight, tenacity, and uh, you just haven't haven't seen a lot of that really from this Razorback basketball team this year at all. Tonight, eight o'clock, Oxford. We'll talk some more basketball with my guy Jackson Collier coming up from Arkansas Rivals. Our Wednesday regular in just a little bit. Other items out there in the wide world of sports on this Wednesday as we get after it and get you all caught up. College Hoopage getting ready for what's going down here coming up tonight. Here's the stuff you got out of last night. Kentucky got a little thumping of its own. 79-62. Carolina played a great game. You think one game doesn't correlate to the next? How about South Carolina coming off that Arkansas game and ripping Kentucky last night? It was a good win for them. And all of a sudden, Lamont Paris in South Carolina—they're sixteen and three. They're four and two in the SEC. And watch out now—they are coming on like gangbusters. Hell, oh, the Big Z, Visic is his name, right? The Big Z, the new the newbie, seven foot two, freshman from Croatia, Zvonimir Ivisic. Love the name, and that's just fun to say, Zvonimir Ivisic. Say it ten times, Zvonimir Ivisic. Only three points last night. Kentucky ripped by South Carolina, 79-62. to 62. Uh, Purdue rolled Michigan. Man, Michigan's terrible. I tried to tell Jackson. I tried to tell him they were going to be bad. He wouldn't hear it early on this year. 99-67. to 67. Purdue just annihilating Michigan last night. Purdue 18-2. and two. That does not include their loss to Arkansas to open the season because, you know, exhibition game. I'm doing the air quotes on top of it exhibition game Uh, Texas drilled Oklahoma on the road last night number 11 Sooners go down 75 to 60 in the Red River rivalry of basketball both those teams into the SEC here in what five months six months what a time to be alive Duke over Louisville right yes Duke over Louisville 83 69 making sure I got the opponent right Wisconsin beat Minnesota this is top 25 stuff And that's a a wrap on that. Creighton over Xavier. To tonight's action. We go. We talked a lot about Arkansas Mississippi. Elsewhere tonight in the SEC. You've got a couple other contests of note. Auburn and Alabama should be a great game. 630 ESPN. In fact, I'll probably start with that one. Let it marinate for a little bit as I uh, chow down on some grub. And then slide over from ESPN to the U at 8 o'clock tonight. But Auburn and Alabama should be a really good one. In Tuscaloosa, Auburn 5-0 in the league. Alabama 4-1. Also tonight, LSU at Georgia. And that's at 5.30. SEC Network and Mississippi State at Florida on the SEC Network at 7.30. That's what you got going on there. NBA last night. Another night, more drama. How about uh, Chauncey Billups getting teed up with a game on the line in Oklahoma City last night? What a wild finish that looked like. Blazers protesting the game, which means nothing. It's like Donald Trump you know, crying when he lost the election. You protest and cry all you want. When you lose in this country, you lose. And it just it doesn't make you look good when you cry about it. There's the refs. It, the, it was the voting. It's just the way it is. So Portland's protesting the lost Oklahoma City. Portland's horrible. I don't know why they're protesting anything. A 111-109 loss to the Thunder. Oklahoma City did not play very well last night in that basketball game, but wins it by two. Obviously, the Thunder having an outstanding season. They improved to 30-13 and 13 on the year. My guy SGA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 33 points, 10 assists, 6 boards, 5 steals. He's just a freak, man. Isaiah Joe off the pine, 4-5, 9 points and 2 assists. Jalen Williams hit a three off the bench, seven points, two boards. It's just a fun team. And uh, there's Santa Clara Jalen Williams without the Y it's the game winner with two seconds left. So the Thunder beat the Blazers. Chauncey Billups is blaming the refs. Other items. How about the bucks? Speaking of 30 and 13, Oklahoma city's 30 and 13. I said, they have a great record. They're having an awesome season. The Milwaukee bucks are 30 and 13. They fired their head coach yesterday. What? Tells you how little coaches mean these days. Adrian Griffin on the Bucks canned because they were 30 and 13 in first place in their division. Uh, but a what? Who did what to who? Shows you the superstars obviously call the shots. I mean, they're making 10, 12 times what the coaches are making. Tells you something right there. But Giannis, Dame Lillard, they weren't feeling Adrian Griffin. And so he gone. And now the Bucs are trying to hire Doc Rivers, Mr. Playoff Choke Artist himself, the king of the 3-1 collapse. Made that into a thing, a regular thing. Mm. We'll see what happens. Uh, baseball, Omaha Hawks, just a couple of weeks away. Great spot out of my guy, Dennis and Siloam yesterday. We'll continue to get you pumped up and ready for the season. Take some sees at some various teams around the country. We're getting close. So basketball struggling, but baseball, preseason number two we going to be rocking this thing up on walker in no time. Uh big league baseball. Three guys in the Hall of Fame. Hard to beef with any of this trio. Maybe not first ballot for Joe Mauer, you know? Really good catcher, had a nice career in Minnesota. I mean, was he amazing? No, he won batting titles a few years there in the 2000s, but a lot of injuries for Joe Mauer. Um There aren't a lot of great catchers in the history of the sport. I can deal with that. There also aren't a lot of Minnesota Twins in the Hall of Fame. So Joe Mauer in, Adrian Beltre is in. Of course, Beltre with some great years for the Rangers and the Mariners and the Dodgers. He gets in. Guy had 3,000 hits, some freakish numbers in his career. And really got better as he got older, which is very disconcerting. Usually that does not happen physically. But Beltre, one of those guys, as he... Entered his mid and late 30s. Got better and better. It's not suspicious at all. And then Todd Helton, even though it defies the physics of growing older, uh, Todd Helton makes it out of Colorado. And another guy who just had a phenomenal offensive career, um, did not get to 3,000 hits, but also played really good defense. Was helped just a little bit by the home field advantage of playing in Coors Field. You know, hitters, Tend to appreciate the uh, high altitude there and how much the ball carries. But Beltray, ninety-five percent of the vote, by the way, for Beltray. Eighty percent for Helton. Seventy-six percent for Joe Mauer by the skin of his teeth. You got to get seventy-five percent of the vote to uh, to get in. Billy Wagner almost got in. What seventy-four percent for the closer? I mean, he threw hard for a long time. Sheffield, sixty-four percent. Of course, there's still Roy's rumors about him. We're playing the rumor game a little bit. Andrew Jones, great defensive player from the Braves, 62%. Carlos Beltran, the whole cheating game thing with the Astros, 57%. A-Rod, 35%. Because lies, lies, and more lies. Manny, 33%. Andy Pettit, 14%. But he openly cheated a lot. Look, do we know for sure what guys were using? Do we know for sure what they did? No. But in baseball, so much of it is conjecture. That's just what you get. There's a lot of speculation. What else? Will Rogers going to stay at Wisconsin. Was talking about transferring out. Now he is back in NFL. We're going to talk a ton about these conference title games here in five minutes after the break. But Kansas City of Baltimore Sunday, two o'clock CBS Chiefs and Ravens, Baltimore, a three and a half point favorite at home. Can't wait for that matchup. And then Detroit and San Francisco, 530 to follow afterwards. I'm rooting for Motown, man. I mean, what difference does it make at this point? Motown, long-suffering. The city that uh, just can't catch a break. And their team has been just terrible forever. So if you don't want them to do well, you're kind of a little bit of a hater, aren't you? Just a little bit. But Detroit and San Francisco, 530. Coming up on Fox, Niners favored by seven. That's a lot of points. San Francisco struggling. Detroit playing well. Give me the Lions with seven in that game. Chiefs-Ravens, I mean, I don't even know right now. When we break and come back and talk with Benny Iyer, we'll ask him about those games and more from Sporting News. Uh, it is time to take a quick break. A little over a half an hour in. JB with you, Bunker Studio. Thanks for hanging. Hope your day's off to a good start. Quick timeout, right back. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville, a tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary, and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley,
0: a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas. And I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena. And I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock. So now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future or our future or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDS ID company, 501-374-7000.
2: Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See
3: things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all and they can add some light to your life too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey, folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen, and we're here to help. Taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Every Northwest Arkansas and North Central Arkansas and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory, so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at BlueKangarooPackouts.com or give us a call
0: at 479-879-9696 he
3: is at vinnie Iyer from the sporting news senior nfl scribe vinnie great to hear your voice how you doing my friend Doing well, J.B. Thanks for having me. Well, you're always nice to find a little time for us. And, uh, man, here we go. On to the final four. Chiefs and Ravens. And, I mean, it doesn't get much better than this, right? Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And give me some thoughts on this AFC title game, if you would.
0: Yeah, these teams are very similar. If you look at the makeup, these are the top two pass rush teams in the NFL. 60 sacks for the Raven. 57 for the Chiefs. The Chiefs and you look at their their best pass rushers are inside. Chris Jones, Justin Petterbeck, So when you look look at everything, the special teams, the coaching, the quarterbacks, everything, it's e- is kind of equal in this game. So, so I think it comes down to what team is going to stick with the run and run the ball better in this game.
3: Speaking of running game, Vinny, you know, obviously having Pacheco back in the mix was huge for Andy Reid and that Chiefs offense last week, but he's not really, you know, a guy you think of as somebody who's going to tote the rock 20, 25 times and, and carry you. Ravens have, have been through myriad running backs themselves with all the injuries this year. How, how do you explain both teams doing what they're doing without consistent running backs?
0: Yeah, I think you look at the passing games, they're very efficient. They spread the ball around. They use the tight end well, obviously, on both teams. And they have a few wide receivers that are like, being big active, Rashid christ and uh, Flower. So more similarities there. And, and guess what? They both give up 4.5, like five yards per carry. So it's pretty equal. Uh, I think the one thing you look at, Isaiah could check 24 carries in the first game and then he was a big factor in the last game as well so Andy Reid if he doesn't forget about he doesn't about the run the Chiefs are going to be really hard to
3: How about the two head coaches, Andy Reid and John Harbaugh? I mean, we're talking about two Hall of Famers here, and it feels like Reid has gotten better with age, right? I mean, he's learned from maybe some of his tentative struggles in Philly and even early in KC, and he's become more decisive and more confident in big games as his career has gone on. And John Harbaugh, I don't hear enough people talk about him as a Hall of Fame coach, but he is what he's done at Baltimore seemingly forever now. Maybe not as uh, flamboyant as his, his brother, Jim. But how about a thought in this coaching matchup? Because these are two of the best guys to ever do it, Vinny.
0: Yeah, they used to work together, obviously, in Philadelphia. Right. Uh, yeah. You need Pat for Don uh, Harbaugh as a special team. So. so they've done a great job. I love uh, Harbaugh being so grounded and dancing with his team last week and uh, quoting Bible scriptures to help his team So I just like the way they motivate as well on top of coaching him. And Harbaugh, you have to really give him credit. Todd Munkin, Mike McDonald, these were tough moves to make, but look look at how great they've worked out. Both teams
3: playing at a high level. What about the quarterback position? I mean, Mahomes, how do you bet against him in the postseason, right? And yet Lamar's the MVP this year. Give me a quick thought on the superstar matchup under
0: center. Yeah, it's going to come down to a couple things. Who can make the big plays downfield and hit on those and also avoid the big mistakes? You know there's going to be pressure, and both these guys can run out of trouble, but the biggest thing is avoiding those interceptions or turnovers off the pass road. What's
3: your prediction, Mr. Football? Who wins this game? Chiefs-Ravens. Ravens favorite three and a half. What's your what's your tip on the pick here?
0: I, I like the Chiefs just because of their defense being a little bit better. Overall, overall, and then Mahomes. How can you go against Mahomes? I mean, he won his first road playoff game. Why not win a second one? So,
3: Chiefs on the money line upset pick out of Vinny Iyer. First to two championship games coming up on Sunday, and then you get another fantastic one: Detroit Lions football. One of the biggest struggles in the history of the sport, and yet here they are, one of the last four teams standing. What a job, Dan Campbell has done. How about Jared Goff, who doesn't get enough love? How about Detroit at San Francisco? A seven-point dog that seems like a lot, Vinny.
0: Yeah, I look at it, and, and this is a really good match for the 49ers. Secondary stopped the big plays of the 49ers of Brandiou, George Kittle. And Christian McCaffrey is going to be a handful of fast games. Well, and you look at the other side, the 49ers stop the run. Usually last two weeks and uh, the rough, but they'll contain it. They'll put Jared Goff in a tough position. He's just not the same quarterback.
3: So you're gonna you're gonna go purdy over Goff, yes? You like San Francisco in this game, despite their struggles of late.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Looking at Debo Samuel, that's a fact, of course, but IU Kittle, McCaffrey, I think plenty of weapons there.
3: San Fran and Detroit five thirty. Niners have been scuffling here down the stretch a little bit. Kyle Shanahan's had his own issues in some of these big games, Vinny.
0: Yeah, this is the one that he needs to get. I mean, they need to go back to the Super Bowl. You get this many uh, championship appearances. You can't just have one Super Bowl to show for it. So, so this is the team that they think they can win it all with. So they have to get to the NFC Championship game. With all the pressure is on them at the
3: You feel like... Um... You feel like at the end of the day here, when you look at San Francisco and you look at Detroit, this is one of those games that, uh, I don't know, at the end of the day, I expect it to be close, don't you? Seven points seems like
0: a lot. Yeah, I, I get you there, but I think the 49ers are not going to have much trouble moving the ball this game. Okay. And you saw the big plays that the lines gave up to the Buccaneers. I think the 49ers are going to get going to make more of those, more of those, those this week's.
3: Um, you got a San Francisco, Kansas City Super Bowl run back, huh?
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
3: Looking uh, for Super Bowl
0: 54 was great. So,
3: uh, Exactly. That was one of the better ones in recent memory. Vinny Iyer at V-I-N-N-I-E-I-Y-E-R, Sporting News, Senior NFL Scribe. I appreciate the time out of him. Vinny. enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you soon, brother man.
0: Uh, thanks,
3: JB. All right, great spot out of Vinny. Nice to hear from him for a few minutes here live on the show today. And uh, he'll be one of those guys in full effect covering this thing and in the house there as we get uh, Baltimore and Kansas City just a little ways up the road from Vinny there in uh, in the greater Charlotte area. All right, it is uh, 7.52. A lot of Razorback basketball today. Arkansas and Ole Miss tonight. A lot of NFL here in the course of the conversation on the show today. So we've gotten those things done and we got more where that came from, including Jackson Collier, who is long tossing in the pen. He'll join us coming up here in just about 10 minutes as well. The Real NWAJB, We're coming right back. Hang tight. I mean, thank you. And, and and I appreciate the the credit on the vocabulary. It just sounds nice when you say it out loud. That's one of those words that kind of is the way it sounds, right? Reciprocity. You give to you as, as as I give to me or something like that. I don't understand. But, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: It's serendipitous. That's a good one.
1: I like the way it sounds.
3: I do too. Isn't there a... Come on. We're wordy guys here. Isn't there a word for that? Words that mellifluous, right? They are. They another good one. They are what they they just sound nice. They kind of are what they, they say, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, when I uh, was working on becoming a novelist, I used mellifluous and one of my favorite pieces of dialogue I wrote. So that's a word near and dear to my heart.
3: I don't think people use that word in real conversations, do they? Not really, no. But she put it in the dialogue. Was It was a highbrow piece, I take it. Something like that. So, something like that. Um, no highbrow basketball out of this Razorback team. They're just not very good. Tonight, I feel like a chance to get a little momentum going into that Kentucky game. But anybody you talk to around here, JC, nobody's holding their breath. Uh, how much are you expecting Arkansas to resist the uh, the sinking of the ship tonight in Oxford?
1: You know, I'm kind of torn because as good as Ole Miss looks in the non-conference, they haven't been world beaters in conference play. They have a great coach in Chris Beard, uh, but you know, they—I think it was just Auburn that kind of waxed them, um, and Auburn waxed Arkansas too. So, you know, com- comparison is the thief of joy, whatever. Um, but you know, really, tonight is the last chance to write the ship if they really want to make a push. I, I, I wrote this long piece; it wasn't that long, uh, talking about you know, technically this Arkansas team can still make the NCAA tournament as, with, with an at-large bid. But it starts with winning tonight. You win tonight, and then you have a path, theoretically, to get there. Uh, but we'll see. I feel at least not terrible. I'm not going to say I feel good, but I feel not terrible.
3: Okay. That's a little that's a little wishy-washy waffly. But, you know, how can you not be about this team right now? Right, JC? I mean, what do they give you right now to feel solid about? Nothing. The only thing really that we know for sure is Tremont Marks, their best offensive player.
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty much. And, you know, you talk about the wishy-washiness and I feel like I have to be just because this is the same team that came out against Texas A&M at home in the first half looking like world beaters. It's like, okay, they turned the corner. This this is the team. Then they, they're down one with seven seconds left, and they get completely dominated for 40 minutes against South Carolina at home. So, you, you know, it is wishy-washy. You just don't know what you're going to get from this team other than the fact that you're going to get inconsistency. You're going to get uh, one or two guys who can score the ball. You're going to get bad defense, and, you, and you're going to get uh, disappointing basketball. Win or loss, it's not going to look good.
3: Well said. Yesterday, we asked our listeners who should play more, who should play less. Run with that for a minute here. Who should play more, who should play less, JC? Uh,
1: Layden Blocker should play more. Easy, full stop. Like, that's that's it. Uh, as far as play less, I always struggle with suggesting players should play less just because I don't want to be too mean. But if we're talking strictly from a basketball standpoint, strictly from, you know, you're trying to win more games. Um, I don't know. It's tough. I might have to go honestly with Jalen Graham.
3: And it's not a bad pick. I feel like you
1: well, and I... Have, I'm just yeah. saying, if you have a post player come in the game and his only goal is to score, he hasn't been scoring at a great clip recently. He's a career 40% free throw shooter and he's getting whipped on defense like anybody else is. Uh, what exactly does he bring to the table at that point?
2: Yep.
3: It's a good pick. Why is Brazil struggling so much? I mean, his defense right now is worse than a than a matador at his best, right? It's just Olay left and right, lifting the curtain. What why is Brazil so weak defensively?
1: See, I don't know. That's the thing. It's very puzzling because, you know, last year in the brief uh, period that we got to see him, he wasn't a bad defender. Um you still see some of that uh, this year with his help side blocks and that's fine. But, you know, I think he's playing in this weird spot where he's guarding the perimeter, a good chunk of time, um, like actually a ball handler on the perimeter and he's getting beat off the dribble. Cause I don't think he's uh, quick enough to handle that load while also being forced to ISO in the post a little bit against a true five um, sometimes. And he's not big enough or talented enough defensively to do that. So I think he's just been put in bad situations, bad matchups. And I think teams are exploiting that purposefully.
3: I think that's part of it. I mean, he is coming off an ACL injury, but at some point you can't keep bringing that up anymore. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I mean, he, I think he even said at some point this year where he didn't want to talk about the ACL anymore. He was just like, uh, you know, I'm healed. I'm back. It's whatever. I mean, he had the ankle tweak uh, early on in this season, but I don't think an ankle tweak is going to cause this. And, and, you know, honestly, even though I mentioned, you know, the matchups and guarding the perimeter and that this at the other, there are instances where his effort just hasn't been there a lot, um, especially on closeouts. There's a guy that's a spot up shooter uh, on the perimeter, especially like a BJ Mack. He's, it seems like he's always late to the closeout or he thinks his length is going to make up for it so he doesn't have to close out as hard or something but it ends up just being an open shot over him anyway
3: yeah I mean it's just troubling and then Devo too I mean these are two guys in Brazil and Devo JC you wouldn't think would be scuffling like this but Devo I mean his defense is waning too right now
1: yeah and see with Devo it's not even an effort thing because Devo does still play hard but with him, it's 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 the fundamentals. It seems like he's, he's reverted back or regressed offensively. I don't know if you've noticed there's, there are times where he's playing uh, on-ball defense and he'll open his hips all the way, almost be completely perpendicular, like make a 90-degree angle with the defender or with the ball handler, and he, he just gets beat off the bounce. Or sometimes he'll overplay one side trying to force the opposite side and he'll just get beat off the bounce. In college especially – I know the scout can be, oh, well, you got to force this guy left. Oh, we want to force this guy baseline trap, whatever. But in college, especially D1 SEC basketball, guys are good enough to be able to handle the ball with both hands. You need to play them straight up.
3: I think they lose competitively tonight. Final score, 79-68, 68-57. Ole Miss by 10 or 11. What do you think? Give me a a, a prediction.
1: I'm going to say, I'm going to be bold and say Arkansas wins by two. That's
3: what you want to happen. You really think they beat Ole Miss tonight?
1: I really think it does happen. Um, As objectively as possible. I'm looking at potentially seeing a shortened rotation again after whatever South Carolina was. Um, I'm seeing, hopefully, um, a focus on some of the the guys that play with effort. Um, and honestly, uh, an Ole Miss team that is not as fantastic as they've been made out to be. They're ranked in the AP top 25, but they have not played well against strong opponents. They did not play a strong non-conference at all. Arkansas has, um, and after watching South Carolina last night, it looks like Arkansas has played a very strong conference schedule early too. Um, all that said I don't think Ole Miss is that good. I'm not even trying to make the case that Arkansas is very good or, or all that. I think that Arkansas has a chance to beat Ole Miss because Ole Miss is not very good.
3: Chris Beard, baby. You know he'll uh he'll he'll bring an intense style of defense tonight. He'll be all over the offense officials ain't gonna be able to breathe tonight with beard and musk. Uh, between Mustard and beard, not at all. <laughs> Are you on board the Lions train, JC? Are you doing that?
1: Oh, for sure. You know, it's, it's so crazy. I move up here in Michigan wins and college football. The lions have unprecedented playoff success trying to get to a super bowl. And everybody's telling me I need to move back to Arkansas.
3: Well, look, I mean, it ain't all about, uh, the winning teams. Sometimes it's, uh, it's just, you know, it's about enjoying the experience. And lately with Arkansas, man, I don't think we've enjoyed much. This is uh this is a critical game tonight. JC at Jackson Collier, Arkansas rivals Wednesday, regular, Rock star to hang out with us each and every week and bring some insight on all things hogs. JC, you the man have a great week. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk brother. Thanks so much, JB. Have a good one. All right. Good spot out of him as always. Eight, 10. If you're listening to this thing live here on the show this morning, as we continue to barrel through it on a busy Wednesday with a lot in the mix, Arkansas Razorback basketball, getting ready for Ole Miss tonight. Our question of the day is up for you. Respond to this one how you uh, how you see fit, my friends. Right, and um, this is this is getting some interesting results here on the tweets. You tell me what do you think? Prediction for Arkansas Ole Miss tonight seventy um, percent of the first hundred plus votes. Hogs keep on sliding. Not a lot of confidence. Hogs save this season about 17% of the vote? Buzzer beater? Buzzer beater. 11% of the vote. So 17% go and hogs save the season. 72%, now up to 72% say hogs keep on sliding. And a buzzer beater tonight. Getting 11% of the vote there. Let's go to the Facebook page. Get some responses out of y'all. The real NWAJV. Clay writes in, Joshua, let's be honest. This thing is a dumpster fire. Can we try a new lineup and not forget to use our bench tonight? Press full court play. Try something different, please. How about Joey B? Did y'all see South Carolina last night? Look pretty good. They did. Ripping Kentucky. Cody, the slide is in full effect. I don't see it stopping. Joe, uh, close win. Someone goes hero mode. Greg, I think the Hogs have a chance, but one game won't save this season. Gale, um, that's where my head is at. Cody, I think we scratch a win. Uh, Chuck, it's going to be sliding until they show me different. Joshua, buzzer beater at the wire. I mean, something like that. Something like that. Busy morning. Jackson Collier, Vinny Iyer, and a lot of basketball talk. Arkansas Ole Miss tonight, 8 o'clock fired up for it hogs got to make some kind of stand gotta do it but they're trying to hang in this thing and we'll take a time out come back get ready to wrap this bad boy up it's the real nwa jb on a wednesday live coming at you So the monkey's